Welcome, friends, to yet another episode of the Lifelong Podcast. Can't believe we are already a couple months into this year, 2023. I hope it's going so well for you. And I wanted to take a moment to just, of course, express my gratitude for you for being here and ultimately being open to this information that's really helping you level up your health and your longevity. Lifelong is a show all about non-toxic living and longevity, and each week, as you know, I either bring on a guest to interview or I have a solo episode. And today, we were due for a solo episode, so I'm really excited to be sharing some updates, updates that have to do with my personal life and my businesses. I also am going to go into what it's like being quote-unquote crunchy in 2023, sharing a kind of funny story there, and then also talking about some non-toxic news and answering a few questions at the end. So thank you for being here. And with that, Let's jump into the episode. Something occurred to me when I released my episode about my engagement story and my trip to Italy, and that was the genuine interest in my audience about my personal life. The show is obviously about non-toxic living and longevity and that of course, is a big part of the person I am and my personal life, but it's kind of fun to have some little blurbs about, hey, I got engaged, or hey, I went on this trip, or hey, these are just kind of other things going on in my life. And if you're not into this, I don't need to keep doing this, but I just wanted to provide a few little updates. So as you know, or probably know, if you've been listening to Lifelong now for a while, I got engaged in Italy this past September, and now I'm recording this in February of 2023. We have been in deep, deep, deep wedding planning mode. And by that, I mean I am so into this wedding planning, so busy with it that I've been forgetting to reply to family members, some of my closest friends over text. I feel terrible about it. But we decided to build our own venue, quote unquote, from the ground up. So we'll be doing our wedding in Wisconsin on some private land, and it's going to be so magical, but it's taking taking a great deal of work. But That's the kind of people Joseph and I are. We love a project. We love solving problems. We're both super creative people. We both have design backgrounds, so it's really fun for us. We don't have a planner at the moment. We might consider having a day of coordinator, although we have a lot of family members that are willing to help out and kind of run the show, so to speak, on the day of. But anyone listening, if you have any tips about that, please send me an email, Heidi at holisticwithheidi.com or send me a DM at lifelong underscore pod because I would love to hear your advice or even just any wedding planning tips in general. This process has been something that it's kind of conflicting in a way because 
it's such a blessing and it's so much fun in a lot of ways. And it's truly about one of the most important days of your life. So it's all happy things. But at the same time, there's a lot of pressure to have it be perfect and make it incredible. And there's some stress that goes along with that. So yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. It's going to be a totally natural vibe. We're doing it this coming fall and the food is going to be totally up my alley, which I'm excited about, up Joseph's alley as well. As you can probably tell, I am super, super into clean, ethical food. So it's going to be a farm-to-table vibe, local, organic, grass-fed, all the things. And I'll be sure to document it, or I'll have someone document it so I can share about it later on. Because maybe there's a listener here who's listening and recently got engaged and is concerned about catering options. So happy to share my own experience there once I get through it. Another thing I've realized is that there are all these timelines that you're allegedly supposed to follow and it's really easy to fall in this trap of feeling behind or feeling just like, yeah, honestly, like you're just falling behind, behind the curve and that's stressful in and of itself because there's some standard or you're reading some magazine about a wedding where it says, here's your timeline. By six months out, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And nine months out, you got to do X, Y, and Z. Two weeks out, do X, Y, and Z. And if if you're not at that same point, it feels it feels like a lot. So that's been kind of interesting. I'm just letting it go. Joseph and I, we totally beat to our own drum, as you can probably tell. So yeah, just trying to let go of all those expectations and remembering that this is a day about us. So yeah, that's the wedding update. Moving on to the business side of things, which might feel a little more relevant to a lot of you, is I've had some huge changes with Holistic with Heidi. So you probably know that I'm a certified holistic health and nutrition coach, and I have been seeing clients one-on-one for the past few years. And I've officially retired my health coaching practice. I know, I know it might sound really scary to you all, and you might be a little concerned, well, what's going to happen with Lifelong? What's going to happen? Is Heidi disappearing? Please don't worry. I am not going anywhere. I have just been looking for that next step in my personal brand, Holistic with Heidi. And I've wanted to reach more people and have a far greater impact. And while health coaching has been such purpose-driven work, and this is not to say that I'll never go back to it. I might. Who knows? I might even bring on a couple clients here and there. But as of right now, I'm not taking on clients because I need to be using my time to reach more people and have even greater impact. So I'm putting a lot more time into this show, which is exciting for you all. And 
I also have been working with Better For You brands to help them strategically market to increase their product sales. So that means working with brands that are truly aligned with the Holistic with Heidi mission, you know, thinking about some food brands that meet my high standards for human health or cleaning product brands that meet my high standards for human health. You know, my saying is holistic with Heidi approved. So my background is actually in marketing. I ran the the marketing team for a global textile company prior to going all in and on holistic with Heidi. And so I've wanted to find a way to help these brands that are doing the important work of being super clean and putting human health first. I want to help them reach more people and help more people. And of course, that means turnover more of a profit. That's the business side of things. However, I am so drawn to purpose-driven work and I am just super excited to be putting all of my different expertise and passions into one and being able to create content and strategize and run email and influencer marketing campaigns, handling all the research and trends, building community, and so much more. So this has been such a blessing. It's one of those opportunities that kind of just came together serendipitously and now I'm running with it. So that being said, I am taking on two more clients. These clients would have to be a better for you brand that meet my standards for human health, looking at brands that are maybe regenerative or organic or glyphosate free or non-toxic. So if you have any brands in mind, or if you have any connections, I'm definitely open to hearing your suggestions because, again, at the end of the day, I just want to reach more people and help more people, and this is another avenue that I can do so. So in summary, I am not seeing clients one-on-one for health coaching anymore. I am scaling a lifelong podcast. Much more exciting things to come there. And I am now working as a content marketer for Better For You brands. So if you're a brand listening or you're someone who has a brand in mind, please feel free to shoot me an email, Heidi at HolisticWithHeidi.com. Ah, crunchiness. What a weird term. I don't know. I don't like labels, but Whatever. I maybe am a little bit crunchy. And what is it like to be crunchy in 2023? So I have a funny story. Yesterday, I reposted this amazing and hilarious reel to my Instagram stories at Holistic with Heidi on Instagram for anyone who wants this kind of content. Anyways, it was the Taylor Swift audio where it goes, horrified looks from everyone in the room, but I'm not a singer, but I had to attempt that audio. So anyways, it was that Taylor Swift audio, and then it was this girl with some text over it that said, when I tell people I consume unpasteurized dairy products, 
beef liver, track my menstrual cycle with temperature, use beef tallow for skincare, and add salt to my water. I reposted it to my stories and then I added some extra text at the bottom and I said, and I put garlic in my socks. So basically, this whole thing got me thinking so deep. And let me explain why. Well, first I realized that I do 90% of these things. And I find them to be so incredibly normal. Like, it's my lifestyle. It's the circle I have. This is what we do. And this is what is normal. Like, this is so authentic to me. And then it was a wake-up moment where it's like, wait, no, horrified looks from everyone in the room. Because this stuff isn't that normal in our modern society, even though these practices have existed for a millennia, at least most of them. So take unpasteurized dairy, for example. Modern dairy practices like pasteurization didn't really begin until the early 1900s. That's a little over 100 years ago, and our species has been around for multiple millennia. Raw milk is an innate part of our healthy immune history, and it's largely missing in our sterile, sugar-laden, preservative-laced, antibiotic-abusing modern diets and medical culture. Safe raw milk has been rediscovered by those who study history and know the role of raw milk as a nourishing whole food. Raw milk that is carefully and intentionally produced for direct human consumption is wholly different from milk being produced for pasteurization. Okay, I just kind of quoted that from the Raw Milk Institute, but my point is that this is a very new practice. And scientists have ample evidence that humans began drinking raw milk from animals at over 10,000 years ago. 10,000 years ago, and only 100 years ago, we started pasteurizing. So where's the disconnect? And hey, I'm not I'm not trying to sell this to anyone. I'm really not. I'm very new to the subject, so I want to be honest and humble about it. But I really was just giggling because this this audio with this text over it, and it's like horrified looks from everyone in the room. It's like, wait, were you getting horrified looks 115 years ago when you did this? Were people getting horrified looks when they did this 910 years ago? I don't know, man. Our modern society just is so interesting to me. Like, that's the nicest word I can use to describe it. And I'm definitely going to be rambling right now because it's like making all these different thoughts come to mind. But one of the other big things is that we have all this technology and we have all of this innovation, which I love. I love innovation and I do love technology in small doses. But what's happening is that man is almost getting too far ahead of himself, so to speak. For example, why do we need to outsmart nature? You know, again, I'm not trying to sell any of these ideas to anyone because I sympathize These ideas probably sound radical. 
even putting garlic in my socks over the holidays, Joseph and I, my fiance and I were doing that because we didn't want to get sick and we were around a lot of family and a lot of people. And at one point we were shoving garlic in our socks before bed and one of our extended family members, multiple, this happened a couple times because we were doing it every night and saw a lot of different family. They, they were so confused but also intrigued. And then it dawned on me like, this is pretty weird. If you're not into this, seeing someone put raw garlic in their socks would make you probably have a lot of questions. And I sympathize with that. I think it's cool that we're all at different points in our health and wellness journeys. And obviously, I love that we all have different opinions and interests, but it's super funny because the garlic thing, it's so normal to us, but obviously it's not normal to anyone else. And hey, maybe some people think it's a placebo thing. Maybe it's herbal medicine. Whatever it is, it works. It helps keep us super healthy. You know, and then there's these other things like taking beef liver. That's something I've began supplementing as of recently. So I can't speak too much on that, but I will say since starting supplementing that, my energy levels have improved, my anxiety has decreased, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just a great multivitamin as well. I really wanted to increase my B vitamins, and I also wanted to get some choline into my diet because I don't eat eggs. So yeah, again, not saying I agree. I'm just going to keep emphasizing I'm not saying I'm agreeing with all of these things or that everyone needs to do these things, but I was reading them and it just generated a lot of thought and realizing that these are ancestral and ancient practices that were so normal for thousands, tens of thousands of years. And now some of this stuff is kind of weird. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care at all. I love being able to try different things in the name of health. And I love learning. And I love digging into the history and finding out more about plants and herbal medicine and how nature has been perfectly designed for us. So yeah, those are my thoughts on that. I definitely want you to check out that reel. I'll save it to my highlights so that you can check it out at Holistic with Heidi on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts on all of this as well. Now it's time for some non-toxic news. Fake meat was supposed to save the world. It became another fad, reads Bloomberg article. Not only was Bloomberg reporting on this, but so were all the other mainstream news accounts. A lot of different things were going around on social media as well. When I read this and when I saw this article smack dab in the center of a mainstream news source, I have to say I was very excited. No, I'm not happy that people had to be laid off. That is never a good thing, and that is seldom a cause for celebration. However, I and many others would like to celebrate that consumers are demanding better. Consumers are demanding real food. Fake meat was way over-projected, way over-invested. I'm not going to go into the financial side of things, 
because I'm not qualified to do so. But we all know that there were a lot of different investments going on, people spending a whole bunch of money, putting a whole bunch of money into this and really wanting it to be the next meet. When in reality, it truly was not better for the environment and not better for human health. In fact, these burgers, quote unquote, are ridden with crappy ingredients like seed oils and glyphosate, and they're heavily processed. And some of them have upwards of 20 ingredients, which is so sketch when you could really just be eating some grass-fed organic beef that is just one ingredient. Or if you're not a meat eater, you could be eating an organic lentil patty that is homemade. There are so many better clean options out there and fake meat is just not the answer. And when reading further into this, I saw that one of the biggest things with fake meat was that Impossible and Beyond Burger were having trouble getting repeat customers. So initially when this came out, it sounded so novel. It's so interesting. It's this meat that looks like beef and it kind of bleeds like beef, but it's not beef. You know, there was some interest in it. And hey, got to be honest, I tried it probably, this was probably four or five years ago. I tried it and I got a horrible reaction afterwards. It truly felt like I was drugged up or something. Not that I know what that feels like, but I felt so weird and out of body. And it wasn't all in my head because what it came down to were all of the crazy additives, you know, a lot of neurotoxic and obesogenic and endocrine disrupting junk were in these burgers. So anyways, what I was was trying to say is that they were having trouble getting repeat customers. They got people initially to try it because it was this new thing, but people didn't come back. And when thinking about that further, did they not go back for the same reasons that I did? Because I felt terrible after eating it. Or maybe they really just wanted to try it once and they just preferred beef or something else. Who knows? But the cool thing to me is that the consumers are trending back towards real food. And that is so important in the name of human health and in the name of planet health. So let's just spend one more second talking about this before we get over to some Q&A. But the glyphosate in these burgers, quote unquote, burgers are a really big problem. So just 0.1 parts per billion of glyphosate alters gene function and causes severe organ damage in rats. That's terrifying. Well, impossible and beyond meat tested far beyond that limit. So remember that limit was 0.1 parts per billion and Impossible Burger tested 11.3 and Beyond Meat tested 1.0, which is still far greater than 0.1. At 0.1, that teeny, 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 tiny amount of glyphosate can cause gene function damage and organ damage 
in rats, that's completely wild. And there's a whole plethora of studies on glyphosate. As you know, last week's episode was all about glyphosate. So definitely go check out episode 35 to learn more about glyphosate. But yes, let's celebrate real food. I, of course, don't want to celebrate people being laid off. But hey, this is the nature of of business, I suppose. And like I said, I sympathize for those individuals. So beyond and impossible, stocks have been slumping. They've laid off a great percentage of their workforces and the people have spoken. People want real food. We have just a few minutes here for me to answer a couple Q&A questions. I like to put up question boxes every so often on at lifelong underscore pod over on Instagram. So be sure you're following along so that you never miss an opportunity to send over a question. So someone asks, what's your favorite non-toxic body lotion? For lotion, I use and I recommend Everyone Organics Unscented. I really love this stuff. It's a great price point. It comes in a massive bottle, so it's all in all great value. But at the end of the day, it has incredible ingredients as well. Super, super clean, all the good things. I'll link that in the show notes. But typically, I like to use body oil. I find it more hydrating and it feels more natural. I'm actually super obsessed with all things earthly wellness right now. And so, of course, I am loving their body oil, which I will also link in the show notes and which is also a really great value. And it only has a couple ingredients. Okay. And the other question I'm going to answer is how to avoid mold outside and in the workplace. So I would recommend starting out by listening to episode 30 of Lifelong, which is going to be linked in the show notes. It's more focused on the home, but you can definitely apply some of these to the workplace as well. And when it comes to avoiding mold outdoors, I personally would not worry about it. Allergies and toxicity are two very different things. I personally have been affected by both. I do get allergies on a slight occasion caused by mold, and that's only certain times of the year and during those periods of time. I just boost up my histamine support. So you could look into histamine support if you're more concerned about mold allergies, but mold toxicity is a totally different thing. And being outside is far less of a concern because it's nature and there's more space and there's more fresh air. Everything is just a little bit more abundant and fresh out there, so it's not as much of a concern. Whereas when you're in the home, you're surrounded by a lot of other toxins if you're following a pretty standard American way of living. And even if you are super, super non-toxic, like I like to think I am, you do have to remember to open the windows and get fresh air when you're inside and run an air purifier because it just doesn't compare to being outside. So being outside really shouldn't be a concern, or I should say it wouldn't be a concern for me. Thanks everyone for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed my personal life updates, my business updates, my thoughts on being crunchy in 2023, 
all about the non-toxic news and some of those questions, if you can do me a solid and make sure you're following along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod. And when you're listening to this episode, post it to your stories, tag us and share your favorite part to your stories. And if you're also feeling inclined and feeling like passing along some kindness, please be sure to leave a rating and review and share this episode near and far. Thank you in advance and I appreciate you all and look forward to releasing another episode next week.